What's going on, Bulls Nation? <laughs> Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game. Coming to you live from our studios here at West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join me with my guy, Big Dave. Bow. Bow. BAWL Sports. Our pal producer, Joyce Bath, is on the controls. Our guy, Willie Gogotley, will join us from the United Center later on in tonight's postgame show. The Bulls dropped their first NBA in-season tournament game of the year to the Brooklyn Nets. 109-107 is the final. Uh, wow. This one hurts. Um, Bulls were in it. Yeah, I mean, t- tight game all the way through, Dave. Tight, tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. And obviously, lot, lots to discuss in this one. We could talk later about the effects of Billy Donovan making the switch, putting Tory yeah. Craig in the starting lineup. Patrick yeah. Williams having himself a pretty nice night off the bench. He did. But let's start where the game ended, which is the Bulls in a situation where they get a second chance opportunity, sideline out of bounds, uh, down to 20 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn ends up fouling Zach on the floor, putting him at the line because the Bulls were in the bonus. Yeah. Zach uh, then misses the second free throw on purpose because the yeah. Bulls are out of timeouts and can't really play the back and forth free throw game. Zach ends up getting a knockout loose ball off his own miss from the line, takes a difficult turnaround fadeaway jumper with maybe a little bit more time left on the clock than Zach thought was left on the clock. And, uh, you know, I think I saw somebody in the comments before we even started saying, you know, like atrocious final shot from Zach. I I know you didn't like that last uh, shot from Zach either. It's tough in those last-second scenarios, yeah. especially if you were facing away from the clock where Zach was, yeah. to know how much time is left. He knew he had to get a shot off. Mm-hmm. It's a tough shot to make. He didn't make it. Personally, I had more of an issue with some of the other possessions from Zach yeah. in the fourth quarter yeah. of a close game. What are your thoughts? No, I had a much bigger issue with the other possessions. Um, but that shot, it was just that, it was probably the best shot they were going to get at that point. I get that. I understand that. But it feels like he did what he had been doing this entire game and in several other games and making it more difficult. And I felt like he could have got a better-looking shot if he had a little more awareness of the time on the clock. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. You're moving faster. You know, stuff is going fast. As soon as you get the ball, you're not thinking. You're like, man, I got to get this ball up because, you know, Clock's running out. You know, Caruso's next to me. I can't worry about that. You know, I got to get this shot up, bro. I get all that. All that makes sense. It's just that it felt like he could have got a better-looking shot uh, than that because he had a little more time than I I think that he thought that he had. Yeah. Um, Again, it it wasn't the big one that I had more issue with. It was other stuff that was happening within the game uh, that I had an issue with. I had an issue with certain uh, IQ moves that that I saw him make. That 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 just was like no, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that probably was the best look they were gonna get. I wish it was a better look. I wish he took a little more time. But again, this is why I'm sitting here talking about it, and he's out there doing it. Uh, we'll get to as many of y'all's thoughts out there in Bulls Nation during our post game show tonight on this tough loss. Just a reminder to hit the thumbs up if you're watching along with us on YouTube, and if you aren't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh-huh. Subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Um, you, you mentioned some of those uh, questionable decision-making moments from Zach in the fourth, which is no stranger to Bulls fans. We know that it comes with the territory of good Zach and bad Zach, Correct. and 
you know, basketball IQ and decision making has never been his strong suit. Mm-hmm. There were a couple that that I can highlight that that were frustrating to me. He had a pick and roll situation with Vooch midway through the fourth where he f- tried to force a pass out yeah. of that pick and roll yep. and ended up being a turnover that did not need to be a turnover. Unforced a- errors and unforced turnovers. That's always been, you know, a, a problem with Zach. Mm-hmm. And then he had a coming off a curl screen catch and shoot opportunity oh. and i i swear we're six games into the season and i've seen this from zach at least half a dozen times yeah. already yeah 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 where he it looks like you get a catch and shoot opportunity for zach yeah and in, like he either pump fakes or thinks about it and doesn't take the shot yeah and instead decides to put the ball on the floor and ends up taking a more difficult contested long two yes he did he did that twice in yeah. the fourth quarter he did and on one of them he got some friendly rim and it rolled in but then on the second one, it was an even more difficult two after passing on a catch-and-shoot opportunity, yeah. and it was a bad miss. Yeah. And then yeah. there was the Zach drive in one of the final possessions, like in, in the last minute of the game, where the Bulls are down a bucket, and he's trying, he's trying to draw contact, but basically Royce the O'Neal. Nets just go up. Was it Royce O'Neal? Mm-hmm. He just goes up straight, and Zach initiates the contact, but it's not a foul. Yeah. It's just Zach initiating the contact and ends up taking just this gross layup attempt when really all he's doing is looking for a whistle. Yeah. Three questionable playmaking decisions from Zach in the fourth quarter of a winnable game. And to me, that that is what I'm taking away from this one. It's one of those nights where Zach did some nice things, but when it comes time to you gotta you gotta win the final five minutes of a close game. Yeah. Zach made some very questionable decisions tonight that I I was not a fan of. Yeah, and even in that possession that you're talking about with Royce going up, um, two things. One, he was going one on two. Yeah. So that was an issue for me right there. It it was head down, Zach. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I got to get this, Zach. And that's never the Zach. That's that's the Zach when – I remember from when he first got here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I got to do this because nobody else can do it. I got to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. I got to do it. And it never led to anything great. The other thing on that possession was Caruso was sitting in the corner. And Spencer Dinwiddie was doing a good job cheating because he he was cheating on Caruso, but he was cheating on also – I don't remember who else was on uh, at the elbow, but he was trying to guard both. But my thing was – and I remember I kept telling you, Caruso is going to be open for a three. He's going to get an opportunity to do that. And so when Zach had that one-on-two, I thought that kickout was coming, you know, to Caruso in that corner. But – Maybe credit to Spencer Dinwiddie, you know what I'm saying, for cheating like that yeah. and throwing Zach's vision off and thinking, oh, well, I, I got to go shoot this shot. But you can't rely on those refs in that situation because we know that for years that Zach hasn't been getting those kind of calls, right. you know, from those officials. Um, even and in that, that one you talked about with Vooch, that turnover led to a three. It did. <laughs> you know what like, I'm saying? It was a like, back-breaking five-point swing. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and that hurt. You know what I mean? And that stuff hurt. They, it was it was a one-possession game, correct. and it was a five-point swing. Correct. That, that was huge right there. Uh, they had many opportunities to grab that brass ring, man, and they couldn't do it. The Nets tried to allow them to get that brass ring, and that one sequence where everybody just kept missing and missing, and then Dorian Finney-Smith. Hits that three, that backbreaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that hits you about four points. And yeah, it was the, tough. And, and it's crazy to, to think about the fact that on that Zach drive, like, trying to initiate contact, trying to draw a foul, and he collapses the defense, as you mentioned, and 
in their second game of the season, the thrilling overtime win against Toronto, he and, and it was you know it wasn't a half court situation; it was a transition opportunity. Yeah. But you know, Caruso gets the steal, and then he and Zach go tearing down the other end. Yeah. Zach drives to the basket, gets the defense. And then does hit Caruso mm. with that drive and dish kick out. Caruso hits the three, Bulls win. Yeah. Tonight was the example of Zach not seeing that maybe he had the same opportunity to drive and dish instead of trying to just drive, draw a foul, and even if he didn't draw a foul, just go up. Um, Jay Reed in the comments said, this team really needs a point guard. And Woo. to put that decision-making on these guys when it's not their game is frustrating. Did I you, mean, you, Dave, you, you said to me... <laughs> Somewhere between six and four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Zach was bringing the ball up again. You were like, "God damn it! Get can we not have Zach running point right now?" Yeah, man. And and like, what are your options? It's exactly. Zach, it's Demar, or it's Kobe. Yeah. And other than you know, King in the fourth, Demar, when it's just like, okay, well, he's gonna maybe draw, you know, uh, call up a screen. Maybe he'll get a switch, maybe not, and then you know yeah. pump fake and get to the line or get get a little bit of space and get up one of his mid range shots. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly Zach tonight down the stretch. Yeah, and and the lack of point guard thing from the commenter Jay Reed is really frustrating because this was such a winnable game, such a winnable game. And the Bulls bro. were up somewhere between four and six points. Yeah, you know, heading into the the you know the the clutch stretch of this game, and. There were so many possessions where you're like, why Why did Vooch not get a touch? And, like, this isn't me being, like, some old head, like, oh, just hammer the ball into Vooch, and that's what you need to do. But on tonight's matchups, this Brooklyn team was small. Yeah. This was a Brooklyn team without Nick Claxton. Yeah. And when Vooch was getting paint touches, he was getting good looks. He missed a couple of bunnies tonight. He He's been missing bunnies. some bunnies yeah, so far this he did. season. He did. Uh, but still... Like, Vooch had a bucket in the fourth quarter that was just free cheese, as Stacey would say. Yes. And you're taking contested long twos instead of, and you're in the penalty? You're in the bonus? Yeah. For the second half of the fourth quarter? Yeah. I just, like, it, to me, like, is, is that a point guard thing? Because it seems like it's a point guard thing. Oh, it's a point guard thing. Here, here's the thing here, Matt, for me. One, having we know what Zach will give you if you have him at the point guard position. That's been proven over the years, right? We've seen it. He can have his hands on the ball a couple times, but he is better off the ball. I trust him more off the ball, you know what I mean? And then going for it there. Sometimes he might dribble it off his foot out of bounds, you know what I'm saying, whatever. I, I can live with that. But him being the person controlling the offense should not be the case in the fourth quarter. For me, it just shouldn't be. DeMar is a little better at that. But he shouldn't be the one either. But he's a little better at it. You pay Kobe, right? You pay Kobe his money to be that dude, to say you're the starting point guard of my team. Here's your check, and you earned it in the preseason to come out here and be that guy. Not only do you have Kobe out there, even if you don't trust him, I also have Alex Caruso out there as well. So I've got two options, mm -hmm. you know, at that position for one of those guys to at least bring the ball up and set up the offense. Both of them can do that. Okay, that's all I need you to do is set it up. That's it. You don't have to touch it again. But somebody's got to set that up and, and, and then run, run the play and keep it going like that. But it can't be give Zach the ball and allow him to run the point because Zach gets the ball and Zach's like, the ball is mine. <laughs> and it's going nowhere. Yeah. So if he's not on that night, if he's not 51 in them, you yeah. know what I'm saying, then it's not going to look super great because right. he's not going to be trying to pass. Or even if he does – 
you saw the turnover happen. You know what I mean? Like that. So I, I have an issue with it because I'm like, if you're going to pay Kobe the money, then I have no problem living and dying with Kobe White having the ball. It just bring, And I'm not saying every damn possession, but some possessions, give my point guard the ball, let him bring it up. Let's set it up and then run that. You right. know what I mean? Just run the play is all yeah. I'm saying. Like, it don't have to be Zach or DeMar each time bringing the ball up. Kobe go to the corner. Caruso go to the corner. Yeah. Um, Anthony in the comments saying, I love Kobe White and his progression, but he's not a point guard. He's yeah. a sixth man, Jamal, you know, Lou Williams type guard uh, with better defense. That's, I mean, that's a conversation Bulls fans have been having since we drafted Kobe. Yeah. Uh, is he a point guard? Is he a combo guard? Is he more of a shooting guard? Knowing that the Bulls didn't have a lot of great options coming into this season, mm -hmm. and Billy said it's an open competition at training camp, Kobe won the starting point guard job. We're six games into an 82-game season. We saw Billy make a change to the starting lineup tonight, yeah. but it wasn't. Kobe, and we'll talk about yeah. that change that he made later on tonight's show. Uh, but Fried Rice in the comments saying, we've all seen what this team looks like with a real point guard, and it was fun. And I know Fried Rice is talking about Lonzo sure. with that comment. And here's the crazy thing. Lonzo Ball isn't even a traditional point guard. No. It's just that he's IQ a guy so who can handle the ball yeah. and has a high basketball IQ. Yeah. And whether it's in half-court sets, knowing Lonzo can get the ball where it needs to go – and keep the ball moving, mm -hmm. and then even more accentuated in transition opportunities, having the court vision and the basketball IQ. Like, the Bulls obviously have sadly missed that for the last season and a half and going now. It's not even having a, like, Chris Paul-esque point guard. Right. Even when you have somebody like Lonzo who can see what the defense is showing you and take advantage of it. I don't know anybody on this Bulls team right now who can do that at the level Lonzo did it? Oh, no. No, no God, no. <laughs> they don't have that. But I, And I'm going to continue to say it because I keep saying this, that a Billy Donovan offense does not work without a point guard. Like, it just simply does not work without one. It doesn't. And you continue to see that when it comes to these situations like this, right? And, and it makes you be like, God dang it. Like, we've got all these. If, it's like I say about quarterbacks. If you've got, you got three quarterbacks, then you've got none. You know what I mean? Like, I got all my point guards here. Like, do I have a point guard? I don't know. But I wanted to be Kobe so bad because I thought Kobe earned that. I watched him earn it, and I watched him play that position well in that preseason. He obviously earned it in practice. We saw it. And I was like, okay, he can handle this. And now um, these first few games, you're seeing it, and I don't like the idea. And I'm not saying he doesn't trust him, but when you're not putting the ball in his hands and saying, bring it up for me, you're taking something away, right? Mm -hmm. And that's removing something. And I'm like, I don't. I'd rather live and die with Kobe having that ball, bringing it up, and setting up the play. Right. Not bringing it up and you know creating and you know going to the bucket and doing all that shit, but bringing it up, setting up a play, and going from there. That's the most basic of the basic. I'm not asking for world-beating things. Yeah. I'm just asking for to set up the offense, calm everything down, point guardsmanship. That's where point guardsmanship starts. Okay, what we got. Let's see what we're doing right here. Here's the play. Here's the ball. Run it. And, and that's just what it is. And for me, it's always going to bother me when I can't get that from the dude who is starting at, for me, the most pivotal position mm -hmm. on the court, which is, which is the point guard. So you, you're going to need one. And it's, it's going to work or it's gonna not going to work. But I'd rather 
it having the ball in Kobe's hands like that. If you don't trust Kobe with yeah. it, give it to Caruso. Let me let me see Caruso with the ball and bring it up. But I just need somebody to set up my offense and run it. Because if DeMar gets it, I know what DeMar's doing. Right. And if Zach gets it, I know what Zach's doing. Right. Um, our guy Mark K in the comments. What's up, Mark? Chiming in what saying, up, I don't think it necessarily matters. Zach and DeMar mm -hmm. are going to finish the majority of these plays, whether they are the ones initiating the play or not. It's not a point guard issue. It's not having a high-level decision maker. Well, so, see, and, and, but that's like, why I disagree with it. Because your high-level decision maker is usually your point guard. That's how it goes. It's, it's usually the PG. Like, look at, look at and, any Billy Donovan offense you want to from back in the – just go look at them. Look at anyone. There's a – the high-level decision maker was the point guard. He – it could be, it could be a, a two-guard or a three-guard that's a high-level decision maker like that. But for Billy Donovan, it ain't been like that. Yeah. It's been a point guard, man. That's just what it is. And so I don't care. And that's what I just said. Like, I just want somebody to bring it up and then get it to those guys and run it. It could end up with Zach and it could end up with DeMar all yeah. day long. That's fine. But them getting the ball up has to be the issue. Do you remember the issue previously to this that we had trouble even getting the ball up the floor last year? Do you remember this? Like, they could have trouble even dribbling. Like, right. Toronto and the Wizards, yeah. I just watched them double-team us yeah. and take the ball away from mm -hmm. them, man. That's the basic of the point guard position is what I'm talking about. Somebody who can just dribble the ball up the floor so we can go ahead and set up the play. That has to be a thing, man. It, it's it's got to be a thing, bro. Uh, let's take our first break there. We'll come back and continue breaking down tonight's Bulls loss to the Nets in the in-season tournament debut. Uh, plenty more of y'all's thoughts to get to as well. We've got some super chats. We will get to those. In the meantime, you know what to do. Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you are subscribed. Um, before we get to these ads, also another quick reminder, in case you weren't here with us in pregame, two Fridays from now, November 17th, the Bulls are playing another in-season tournament game against the Orlando Magic. Oh, It is our first CHGO Bulls takeover of the season. Seeing red. We will be there. The retinas will burn, Jim. Seeing red. <laughs> we want y'all to come hang out with us. We got a group ticket package, and we will be pre-gaming before the game. Oh. So if you get a ticket on our Eventbrite page, maybe Joey can throw the link in there uh, on YouTube. Awesome, you Joe. get beers pregame, you get a ticket to the game itself, and you get awesome vibes hanging oh, out with us, with your fellow Bulls fans. Best vibes. Incredible deal. Like, truly, like, great value to get the ticket to come hang out with our CSGO Bulls takeover. Yeah. If you're a CSGO diehard, it's an even better deal. And, and not just hanging out with us, the CHGO family, that's going to be there, too, as well. The crew. That's going to be the crew. That's going to be there representing with us as well. I know Cody's going to be there. Oh, you know it. Cody know was Cody there tonight. Be there. See what I mean? Kobe, that's how he rolled, bro. Which, and, speaking of, I mean, we can, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little DraftKings action later on, but yeah. uh, Co Kobe, uh, or Cody made some bets tonight. Joey made some bets tonight. Mm -hmm. I am confused because the part of the parlay that uh, I tailed Cody on mm -hmm. involved Ben Simmons having over nine and a half rebounds. Yes. His stat line has fluctuated between having nine rebounds and having 10 rebounds. Yeah, I keep seeing that too. So I'm very confused and a little worried right now. Yeah. Uh, either way, Come hang out with us. CHGO Bulls Takeover, November 17th. Tickets available on allchgo.com under our events page. Yeah. You can get to the Eventbrite page from there, or Joey just shared it in the link. Speaking of going to see that C-Red Court up close and personal, I put a poll out on our CHGO Bulls account at the uh -huh. beginning of this game uh -huh. saying to Bulls fans, now that we've gotten you know a few minutes for your eyes to adjust, <laughs> do, do you like the court? And the poll options were, hell yes, it's okay, and I'm blind now. 
28% hell yes. 25% it's okay. Mm-hmm. 47% went blind. We went blind. So, I don't know. It, it, hell grew, yes it, for me. it grew on me throughout the game. Yeah. Like, I, I adjusted to it. Yeah. It was definitely alarming at first. <laughs> adjust your red on your and screen. Big Dave, I know you have a conspiracy theory about how it impacted the people whose job it is to mop the floor. <laughs> I hate them all. With sweat drops. Because there were guys slipping all over the place. Just all from the first quarter to the last quarter. Slipping slides everywhere. Why you don't have the mop thing that you can just take out there and hit that with and run off? No, I see people yeah. running off with towels, running, doing that stuff. Right. No. Get but the mop thing. Several of them. You know what some hoopers do is spit on the court and then stomp on the spit with their shoes. They do do that. To get a little bit extra grip. They do do that. Speaking of which, tonight's CSGO Bulls postgame brought to you by Soul Savvy. Ooh. Don't miss out there? on the biggest sneaker drops and download the Soul Savvy Drops app. Mm. The Drops by Soul Savvy app makes it easy to keep up with all the latest news, releases, raffles, and sales in the sneaker world. Mm. It is your one-stop shop for everything sneakers. Wonderful features. The Drop alerts instant notifications where you will never miss a release again. You'll get instantly notified whenever your specific size that you put into the app you. is available to buy. You. When you go and you're like, oh, cool, new shoe. And then you're like, oh, well, other than size 6 and size 85, it's sold out. <laughs> Why are you giving me an alert on that? Your size specifically. Plus free raffle 85. management. Keep track of all the raffles that happen in sneakers with their raffle tracker. And their wonderful, always up-to-date release calendar. Their accurate, accurate release calendar keeps you updated on releases that are upcoming. Whether you are a casual sneaker buyer like me or an all-out sneaker head. All out. Soul Savvy has something for you. Three different levels of membership. The basic version, which is free. You can download it. I have the basic version right now. There's mobile plus or premium for you true sneaker heads. And specific drop alert oh. Tomorrow. Saturday, November 4th, the much-anticipated Air Jordan 1 Reimagined Royal. What? Those are those blue and black joints. They are gorgeous. I'm going after them. He's going. They drop tomorrow, November 4th. The Drops by Soul Savvy will notify you when they are dropping. Download the app and never miss a release. Sign up for Soul Savvy by clicking the link in the description below or by visiting links.soulsavvy.com slash... CHGO, <laughs> or head to the App Store and download the Drops by Soul Savvy app. Joey, what time is it? Game time. Who? Mm-hmm. He was prepared. He was ready. He got about half a second, but he was on it, though. He's, he's ready. He was on it, he's though. there, baby. Shouldn't have to worry when you're Joe, buying tickets. Joey's peeking tonight. Oh, peeking. <laughs> Joey peeking. You <laughs> shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets Damn, to Tom's your peaking. next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see those seats from the view from the seat thing. I just, I just love that so much. It really is the best, man. For you, When you're a big person, you need to know where you're sitting at. It is the best. Y'all know I'm particular about my seats. And where I sit and how I sit in it. This man will have seats moved out of and replaced on set. Yep. Because all, even though all of these seats are the same chair, he insists that some of them are different. Because I know they're different. Because <laughs> my ass tells me they're different. And so does the game time app. Boom! In your face. Joy, what time is it? Game time who? I just wanted to hear you say it again. 
Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, y'all, it is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time (laughs) picks the seats. I'll tell you what I was laughing at in my head in a minute. For an average of... 18% 18% savings, ladies and gentlemen. Hey-o. Nothing wrong with that. And game time guarantee means you'll always, and I mean always, get the best price possible. So download the game time app, create an account, use the code CHGO for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed because Matt Peck. What time is it? Give job who? Mm. You know what I laughed in my head? So you've seen Wonderlust, right? No. With, with Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston? I, uh, I'm i familiar. I don't think I've ever watched it. Okay, there's, there's, there's a ridiculous scene in there. Yeah. Where he's in the mirror trying to hype himself up to get with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying all kinds of ridiculous things to himself, man. And, <laughs> and one of them he says... When he says your selection, yeah. the first thing that popped in my head was he, what he said. You like my erection selection? <laughs> <laughs> erection selection? <laughs> you like I mean, this? And, and it's a, watch no, that scene. Nobody delivers a line like Paul Rudd. Dude, watch, just watch that scene. If y'all seen Wonderlust, like, y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm disappointed about. in myself for never having seen it because I'm familiar that that movie title is Paul yeah. Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And I love Paul Rudd. Yes. And Jennifer Aniston... I will marry you someday. Uh, <laughs> her yeah, husband was I, in there too. What? Her husband was in that movie. Who's her husband? I forget like, his name, but I, I don't know what happened after she and Brad Pitt split. Oh. <laughs> I don't keep up with the tabloids. All I know is that she should he be married to it. me. Al- Alan Alda, uh, oh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele was in it also. Oh my gosh! It's um, incredible cast. Who's my man from Brooklyn Nine Nine who played uh, Peralta? His sidekick. Oh, uh, Charles Boyle. Yes. Uh, Joe Joe Latruglio. He was in Hilarious. there Hilarious. Well. Yes. He was awesomely funny, man. So, no, it's a great cast. Yeah. Though. Like, the cast is awesome. You should right. watch this movie. Maybe I'll go home and watch it today. So good. Uh, shout out to Mitch in the comments who said, how do you guys muster the energy to talk about this hopeless team? And then shout out to Lebowski5 who said, because Peck and Dave are super fans. <laughs> we refer to ourselves as diehards. Yeah. But, yeah. Same. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, also, I like I saw somebody <laughs> earlier in the comments. I'm sorry, I can't remember who said like, "Wow, Peck, I can't believe you're not more like pissed off slash upset than you appear to be." Well, it's because I'm out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was entertained by that game tonight. It was he a was. fun back and forth game. It was cool to see the the in season see red court and all that jazz. I am I am here for y'all. <laughs> My emotional investment has been removed until further notice. For the sake of my mental health. But I'm here <laughs> with you For his brain and his mind, And too. my mind, too. <laughs> um, before we get to the uh, big Billy coaching decision yeah. uh, that rocked the world but before the tip-off, I did want to make note of things I am still super pissed about oh. and, and, and emotionally engaged on. And I, and I bitched about it in my column today. Um, Pleasant surprise, the Bulls were 9 of 18 from downtown in the first half. Uh That's fun. That is. That's different. It is. And they needed to be that efficient to keep pace because the Brooklyn Nets were splashing tonight. On fire, The Nets, by the way, finished 18 of 45 for a crisp 
40 percent mm. from deep including just some backbreakers in the second half yeah some backbreakers on second chance opportunities when the bulls couldn't corral the rebound second game in a row by the way that that's happened mm -hmm. the bulls nine of 18 from three at half 11 of 28 to finish the game see that stuff still 39 of 18 two of 10 yeah the second half the real Bulls rear their ugly heads, and uh, my my joy of finally watching the Bulls behave like a modern NBA team was short-lived. It was done. First of all, I do like how in the chat everything is just turned into the Jennifer Aniston talk. <laughs> the hey, whole man. thing is just turned into the Jennifer Aniston conversation. I, I appreciate mean, that so we much. We threw chum in the water. We did. <laughs> we did. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm just, it's like I'm, I'm enjoying watching the piranhas swim. It's, it's, it's I've watched awesome. so much Friends-related content on YouTube for the last, like, week. Okay. Because I'm still very sad about Matthew Perry. Understandable. Rest in peace. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Can't, can't lose. Can't lose with Jennifer Aniston, man. Just can't. Why would you? Clear eyes, Jennifer Aniston. Can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Zach Gilbert. But, yeah, man. Like, yeah. Like, they did end up 39%, you know what I mean, from, from three, which will look good going forward. But looking at it in the actual game, <laughs> you know, one of those threes was huge. Caruso hit it mm -hmm. uh, in that fourth quarter. To tie at 93 all. Correct, correct. Big three. Huge three. It was the first three that they had made in the second half. Correct. And they were well into the fourth quarter correct. at that point. Correct. And even if you're looking at, because we talked about the two numbers we wanted to see improve. You talked about three-point shooting. Uh -huh. I talked about free throws. Uh -huh. And if you look at it, they had <laughs> they were 11-28 from three, but they had 14 free throws. They still shot more free throws than uh, the Nets, who were three of five. Three of five. How do you lose a game where you hold your opponent to five free throw five. attempts? Five free throws. Well, Matt, you go 18 of 45 from three and shoot, as you put, a crisp 40%. That's how you lose those kind of games. And, I mean, they were backbreakers, like you stated. They were crushing threes that they hit. So the Bulls yeah, have a degree in postmodern art when it comes to finding different ways to lose. It's truly impressive. It's true. It's true. So yeah, like credit to them for you know shooting thirty nine percent. But that second half when it came to that shooting, mm -mm, not good, man. And your shooters, you know, who are guys like Zach Levine. That's who man. you point to. You you want to see them out there getting those shots. Um, Zach and Kobe tonight, a combined three of fourteen from downtown. Jeez, man. That's tough, bro. And it's been like that so far, you know, in the season. Both of them have struggled. Brutal. From three, man. And I'm those, more those shocked are, than Those are probably two of the top three guys you want to rely on to knock down threes on this roster. This is who you look at. I mean, Zach, is, Zach was one of six, man. Like, no. Like, DeMar should not be two of four Dude, and you one of six. DeMar knocked down his first two threes confidently yeah. and they weren't just hits they were swish it like yeah, they were boom stepped into him and then he took two more and airballed the both <laughs> and then put, put his toe on the line on another one <laughs> and, but that's what happens when he's like somebody's got to take these right somebody's got to hit these right so yeah i want zach to hit him more kobe he hit his one or two early if i'm not mistaken i don't think he hit any uh late in nope. the game but yeah man the three-point shooting from those two guys specifically, yeah, is what really, truly, truly concerns you, man. And and it's like, what are we doing out here? And Zach getting to the line four times, you know, yeah, you want more than that, you know, for Zach like that. So, thirty eight minutes. I mean, looking at the number, you at twenty four, seven, and five with one steal and one block, and shooting forty eight percent from the field. 
So that's solid, right? But when you're looking at it like, dude, I need the three-point shots. I need you to hit that. Clang, clang, clang. Went to Charlie. And ding, ding, ding. Went to Bell. Uh, we'll get to all of our Super Chats later on tonight, but I couldn't help but notice that one that Joey threw up on the screen just now. Ricky Dawson, thank you for the Super Chat. I think this team needs a different voice. Hashtag Mark Jackson. Joey, why you do that to him? Because it was a Super Chat? Yeah. You knew what was about to happen. Stop. <laughs> it was a Super Chat. You knew what was right. about to happen. Am I convinced that Billy Donovan continues or needs to continue to be the voice on this team? And we talked a lot about Zach's interview with Yahoo Sports Vinny Goodwill in pregame and the, the, you know, the conversation in the locker room after game one and, you know, Billy, you know, not knowing why this team has a communication issue. Um, I'm, I'm not sitting here staunchly defending Billy Donovan as the guy who is the right man for the job now and moving forward. If you throw the name Mark Jackson at me, I will laugh at you and tell you you're stupid. Stop. No. I think it's been a while since Mark Jackson had a head coaching job in the NBA? It's been a minute. I think there's maybe a reason for that? It's been a minute. It's been a while. No, it won't be Mark Jackson. I'll say it like that. I, Like he said, I, I won't oh, so close. completely disagree with you about having a different voice. If the team, if team get tired of him, that, that has nothing to do with him being a bad coach. Or anything like that. Just sometimes your voice gets stale. Yeah. And and that happens to a lot of good coaches, honestly. Like, that's just what it goes down to. But, yeah. I don't, <laughs> don't want to go that route, dude. I don't wanna, I'm not ready for all that. I need I need the next coach if it's going to happen to be something that's more harmonious and uniting of Bulls Nation than, than Mark Jackson, who will separate it all. <laughs> will definitely separate it all, man. Sports Chicago style in the comments saying, is it too late to tank for Wemby? Sadly, yes. Oh, man, Lord, I man. was watching that late night game on NBA TV last night. Sun Spurs. Shout out. Wemby went and beat the Suns twice. He did. 38 and 10 last night. Two times. Made it look effortless. Like it was nothing. Also, he's a freak. Freak of nature, man. If you haven't seen the picture of him and Kevin Durant standing next to each other along the free throw uh, posts, yikes. He's a created player. The man's an alien. He's literally a created player. When I sit there and watch him, dog, that dude is a created player. I, I don't think as, you can make a player with those, no. with those measurements. You no, can't make somebody not, seven not, not in the new 2K. You wouldn't be able to oh, do that. Oh, the new 2K. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you saw it, but I was sitting there last night just watching that game, yeah. marveling at Wemby and just getting all butthurt in my Bulls fan feelings. <laughs> being like, I, it's not fair, and I have, I'm just, just green with envy yeah. watching Wemby. And uh, I, I know you and I don't Wimby. see so eye to, I know you and I don't see eye to eye on this, Dave. Okay. That's many things, man. But I was sitting there being like, gee, so glad we got Pat Bev off the scrap heap and went 14-9 and nine after the All-Star break to go to the play-in tournament. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah. And like there were, you know, there were Bulls fans in my replies being, you know, saying either, well, you know, we wouldn't have won the lottery because we never won the lottery, Damn even if we did steer towards the tank. Or even if we did win the lottery and win Wemby, the Bulls would ruin him anyway. You weren't getting Wemby. <laughs> but you know what? That looks like a generational talent. Oh, without a doubt he is. That looks like a once in a millennia talent. Correct. Why not increase your odds? When your season was circling the freaking drain anyway, you came to the All-Star break on a six-game losing streak. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, because even if you get the number two pick, or well, not even number that, two. 
That that is you, you that, more, that is why I rolled my eyes every time we were discussing the playoffs and the Heat's march to the finals, saying, "That's why you go. That's, that's why, why you go, go to the goddamn playoffs." That's not not what damn right. Like. No, or you give up your pick to Orlando. That was more likely to happen, Matt. What was more likely in your soul to happen if the Bulls tanked and lost? Them getting Wimby or them losing their pick to Orlando? I'd, I'd rather take the, the percentage No, chances. no, I asked you in your soul, what did you believe more would happen? Don't. Do <laughs> this is what I'm talking. You know, my, what, the, my soul you know is, what was going to happen. My soul is a dark place. I know, man. I journeyed there. I've been even, there. Even though <laughs> in my soul, maybe I wouldn't have had faith that the Bulls would get lucky. I, st- I still knew in my brain in that it was a top four protected pick and inc- increase those odds. They weren't getting it, man. Because guess what? You know what, you know what else they weren't getting? Anywhere in the playoffs. Mm-mm. So then you look, give up a top five. Increase pick? your chances of fixing the future instead of peddling nowhere in the present. Mm. I'm sorry. Thanks for taking that's Kobe out, Billy. Good looking out. I'm, that's how I feel. <laughs> Good looking out. Good looking out. Thanks for taking Kobe out the game. <laughs> well, that well, was great right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, all right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and then on the other side, we will bring in the goat on the goat talk hotline. Just a reminder: hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed. Mm-hmm. Tonight's CHO Bulls post game brought to you by DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Our guy Joey Spath has had himself a night, y'all. Hit the Tory Craig first bet. First bucket bet. Congratulations, Joey. Did a, did a victory lap around the studio. He did. Then, Patrick Williams parlay? What? He did, huh? a, Matt, he did a Matt Peck we'll talk. Play. We'll talk to the GOAT about Patrick Williams' new role off the bench tonight in a second, but Patrick Williams parlay hit. He balled. Eight-plus points Ish. hit that. Season-high 10 for Pat tonight. Oh, my Lord. Over three-and-a-half rebounds hit that. Season-high. Five. <laughs> and he had a block. And he had a Yo, block. when Pat had that block, Joey was a fucking Olympic sprinter running Dude, around. That, the Matt Peck hat throw. He threw his head right against that wall right there, man. He did. And it that could have been you. You could have done that. If you were tailing our smart friend slash producer. You should all be tailing. Young and, Joseph Spath And you know is. what the beauty of the bet was? Our friends at DraftKings boosted that by 100%. Boosted mm. odds? By 100%. So that's why you got to play at DraftKings, y'all. That's why you play DraftKings. That's why we do it. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHGO. New customers can get $200 Ooh. in bonus bets instantly. Just for betting $5 on any NBA action. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code CHGO. The crown is yours. yours. Tonight's DraftKings king of the game, DeMar DeRozan. That's him. Couldn't quite get the W. He and Zach led the way with 24 points apiece tonight. Gave the edge to DeMar because, you know, I I, I wasn't trying to hate on Zach in that first segment, but a lot of what Zach did in the fourth quarter tonight frustrated me. Okay. And they finished with basically the same efficiency. Nine of 20 for DeMar. I believe Zach was 10 of 21. Mm. Zach had two turnovers. DeMar didn't. Mm. Giving the edge to DeMar. For DraftKings, king of the game. Don't forget that promo code CHGO mm. when you sign up. Beer. Love it. Matt's taking a sip of it right now. Need it. And watch it go down. Mm-mm-mm. Down into his belly. Mm-mm. Good. Refreshing. Uh, Why is it refreshing? Takes the edge off the pain. That's right. It's refreshing because, one, <laughs> it's cold. But, two, it's Goose Island. 
Huh? It's the Goose Island Beer Company. One more time for Matt Peck's stomach. Oh, they make that awesome beer, ladies and gentlemen. And they are down with us here at CHGO. It's been Chicago's beer since the Jordan year. That is 1988. Of course, they got the Beer Hug family, the 312 Weedell. What Matt is sipping on right there. What I'm sipping on. The full pocket pills there. Boom, boom, boom. It's delicious. I like this yes. little like bobcat or cougar or whatever. Yeah, I love yeah. this. I want to party with this thing right here. I don't I don't know what green alien cougars have to do with pills and beer, but me neither. But it's like. working. Tell you right now, it's working. I want to put a helmet on to go hang out. It's got real bits of panther in it, so you know it's good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And shout out to him finding a helmet that can actually handle his ears yeah. right here. Shout out to him for having that already made, man. This is the coolest thing out here. That is a delicious drink. And, of course, since the weather's changing, changing and Joey's favorite daylight saving time is on the way, Boo. then you know what it's time for, y'all. Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. So, oh, why don't you get that in your system? Do they have a Novemberfest? Ooh, I think we should find that out. Let's just do – should we just drink it's, a bunch I, of I've never heard of it before, November? but – Sure. We just drink a bunch of Oktoberfest beers into November. You're allowed to that. do that. We I are just don't, Yeah, I just don't oh. know if they change the name to Novemberfest. Oh, you know, we know people. We'll, we'll talk. We'll ask some folks. But in the meantime, between time, you go grab you that Ultra Fresh exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from that tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. It's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago. I like how people are still talking about Jennifer Aniston. Still, well, still. He just said, Aniston is a cougar. Vegetables <laughs> TV, but a good cougar. Uh, you know who isn't a cougar? Because he's too young to be a cougar. Yes. Our guy will to go, golly. He's not a cougar. He's a goat. He's a goat. And he will join us. That's why he's the goat. The goat. <laughs> Joining us on the Goat Talk Hotline, it's our guy, Willie Goat Gottlieb, from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter for all of his Bulls reporting and updates, Will underscore Gottlieb. Uh, dramatic game, Will, and a dramatic finish. But because we haven't even breached this subject yet before you joined us, let's start here. The big, bold move from Billy Donovan to pull Patrick Williams from the starting lineup and insert Tory Craig in his place. Tory Craig did not do anything overly spectacular in the starting lineup tonight, box score wise, but I thought he brought that extra level of punch and energy. Some of the defensive possessions he had, I thought were a step or two above the intensity that Patrick has brought thus far. And then maybe just as importantly, if not more so will Pat looked aggressive and maybe like the best version of himself thus far this season in his new role coming off the bench what did you make of that decision from Billy? Were you surprised by it? And what was the vibe from the team after the game, having had that starting lineup switched? So I think Billy kind of tipped it pregame. You know, he, he was talking about Patrick's development. There was a long line of questioning about Patrick and his role with the team and how he's developing and what's kind of best for him. He, he I don't know, sometimes Billy can't really help himself and he just kind of like says what, without like officially saying something, he kind of says what's going to happen. And that was like, we need Patrick. We need him to be better. And whatever role he's in, whether it's coming off the bench or starting, he's going to play a big role on our team. And so that was kind of like tipping his hand a bit that um, maybe there would be a change coming, whether it was tonight or uh, down the line. But obviously, as we know, Patrick was moved into the bench rotation and Torrey Craig elevated into the starting group. 
I think the beauty of Tory Craig is that like he just is who he is. He's gonna be who he is regardless of who he's playing with, and that's kind of what he said after the game was like, my role doesn't change when I'm playing off the bench or when I'm playing with Demar and Zach and Vooch. I am who I am. I am a plug and play role player. Um, and look, he's going to have nights where he goes three of four for three. He's going to have nights where he goes one of six. Uh, tonight didn't shoot the ball particularly well, only one of four from the field. But the four assists, I think that shows a sign that he was keeping the ball moving, um, rebounded pretty well. The Bulls in general kind of struggled offensive rebounding, uh, which has been kind of a priority of theirs. So that was maybe an area where they could have gotten a few extra easy looks. But for the most part, I think Tori's really good at that. Um, and just with the Nets kind of going small, those opportunities weren't really available. But Patrick, yeah, I mean, for the second time this year, he's been yanked early, uh, which he was, I can't remember if it was in the preseason at this point or earlier on in the regular season where Billy kind of pulled them two minutes into the game. Um, and now being benched, being demoted, it's kind of lit a fire under him. And I think it's probably for the best, right? Like, obviously, the Bulls' starting group was not playing well together. Um, not to say that was all Patrick's fault. I really don't think that was the case. But Patrick was not playing well. Um, and it was frustrating to everybody, Patrick included. So I think it was good for the starting group, and I think it was good for him to have sort of a change of pace, change of scenery to expand his game a little bit and sort of take some pressure off of each possession where he has to play kind of perfectly. I think that really wears on him, in my opinion. Um, so we kind of got a chance to talk with Patrick after the game and, you know, trying to draw out of him how he was feeling about that. And he's very much like a team team guy, team first. I'm going to do whatever I need to for the team, whether it's start or come off the bench. Like, obviously, I want to start. Every player wants to start. But, like, I understand this is what's best for the team. But, you know, we kept on digging a little bit. And the takeaway that I had was, like, you know, I asked him, Pat, like, I know you're a team player. I know what you want to do is help the team win. But part of that is you developing and you taking a step forward. So for you, like, what do you think is the best environment for you to be able to do that? And he said, honestly, like, I want to be able to do both. I want to be able to play alongside Damar and Zach and Vooch. I want to be a complimentary piece to them because they're so good at what they do. And they need somebody who can shoot and play defense and offensive rebound and run the break and get easy buckets back cutting. Um, but he also knows that he has a little bit more to his game. And I think that's sort of where the disconnect is. Like he can't really explore those things um, at a, at a high enough volume with the starters because there's just those opportunities don't exist. And so now it's a demotion, but he's able to do some more of that stuff off the bench. I think that's where he wants to develop his game. Obviously he kind of said like, I don't want to be put in the box. I don't want to be able to, I don't want to just be a role player. I don't want to just be, you know, a primary option. I want to be able to do both. But I think this opportunity for him is going to let him stretch his ball handling a little bit. We saw Billy run the first play of the second quarter for him. We saw him run a little bit of pick and roll where he can put the ball on the floor and like make mistakes. He needs to learn how to play through mistakes. And he just doesn't have those opportunities when he's with the starting group. So yes, he should be able to like grab a rebound and run the break without regardless of who he's playing with like that stuff he needs to be able to do he could he could be getting 10 rebounds a game there's no doubt in my mind that he's capable of that and he should do that when he's playing with the starters or with the bench but i think there's also in addition to that situations where he probably needs to put the ball in his hands a little bit more and see if he can't grow into a role like that because at the end of the day 
that's what's best for him. It's what's best for the Bulls. And it's what's best for the organization moving forward because they need to know what they have in this guy. And it hasn't worked in the role that he's been in. So maybe try to switch it up and see if you can help him develop in another way. And that's what I've been talking about with like re-engaging him and bringing him back. I think it's really important that they continue to work with him to try to find ways to develop. Sorry, that was a long ramble, but um, I just think there's, there's so much nuance along with this discussion that gets lost in the, he's a bust, it's year four, and I still believe he can be Kawhi. And like, it's somewhere in the middle, probably closer to the former, but like they have to be, they have to find ways to teach him how to be a productive basketball player. And if it's not working one way, then you have to be willing to try another thing. Well, the Bulls did shoot uh, 39% uh, from the three, uh, but obviously they were much worse in, uh, in the second half than they were in the first. But for me, it wasn't the team issue. It's still the same two guys I, I keep speaking about, which is Kobe White and which is Zach Levine, combined three or 14 uh, from the three-point line. Uh, was, that, was that question posed to either one of those guys uh, about the shooting woes that's going on with them? And is there something that you're seeing uh, – that they're doing on the floor or is it just the shots just aren't falling for them? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not super worried about either of them as shooters. We know kind of who they are. Kobe has been a career 36, 37% guy, and he's also been really streaky. So there's been times where he gets really hot. There are times when he gets really cold. I like that he's shooting eight threes a game. They need that from him. Uh, the team, I think in the first half was like nine of 18 in the second half, they were two for 11. They need to shoot more. And so my question for uh, Zach, who was really, it was Zach and Patrick that we talked to after the game was like, you know, you guys shot a ton of threes and like, without trying to make that a primary focus, because really it's like, that's a byproduct of getting into the lane and making, you know, and getting paint touches and spray outs and trying to draw fouls. It's not just like launch more threes. Right. Um, and so like, what did you see difference wise from the first half to the second half, as far as how you were creating offense? And I think, the focus was trying to get downhill in the second half. The problem was they only had 14 free throw attempts. And if you're going to get outgunned by almost 50% uh, from three, you have to make up the difference on the offensive class. They only won that battle by one and at the free throw line, which they won, but they only had 10 points on free throws. So it's just like, like I kind of talked about the other day, there's so many things that kind of need to go right for this team to win and overcome their math problem where, you know, everybody's got to have the right amount of touches in the spaces that they want. Zach, Tamar and Vooch. Everybody has to shoot the collective right amount of threes has to get to the free throw line, the right amount. And it's like all these things need to like come together in this small window uh, where that's actually feasible. And, you know, they, it's honestly incredible that they even keep these games as close as they do um, considering they're only shooting a few ticks uh, percentage wise better or worse than, I'm sorry, better than their opponent um, without being able to make up for it on the three point line. So I think they did all right, but man, I, I have to do some watching film and explore this a little bit more. It just feels like the way that they're trying to feed Vooch in the post is really slowing down uh, the flow of the offense and cutting off driving lanes. And to me, that's a problem. They need to find a better balance where they're not just like always looking to him, always slowing down the offense, always removing driving lanes. Um, because sometimes he gets the ball in the post and he can make a move or, or kick it out for three. 
but sometimes it just completely turns the offense into a muck and then DeMar's got to go create something out of nothing. So I think that's part of it is that they're still just trying to strike that balance and walk that really fine line. But also they do just need to shoot more threes. I think that's, that's really part of it. You can't shoot two for 11 on threes and a half and expect to win that half. Well, before you joined us, we were talking about how this game kind of got away from the bulls. They, they had a six or so point lead early in the fourth and then watched that turn into a four and six point deficit and then had to, you know, hit a couple of big shots to try and climb back into it in the final minutes. Uh, and, and whether or not part of that problem is still a question revolving around the, the point guard position and, and whether or not Kobe can rise to the occasion to be that type of guy for the Bulls, not only in his starting lineup, but to close games as well. Whereas we all oftentimes see either Zach or DeMar being, for all intents and purposes, the primary ball handler slash point guard, especially in half-court sets, late in close games. And, and I was saying that I had a lot of issues with what I saw from Zach in the half-court tonight. Do, do you think that after seeing Billy make that uh, aggressive change, taking Pat out of the starting lineup, that Kobe is still safe holding that role, especially when you see the Bulls lose a winnable game and their half-court offense in the fourth is a big problem? Yeah, I mean... I think everything should always be flexible. I don't think you should be rigid in any way. Um, so if, I, if it were up to me, I would be exploring what, even just like during the middle of a game, what some of those other lineups look like. I still don't think we've seen Javon and uh, Tory Craig out there together with the starters. I don't think we've seen Caruso and Tory Craig out there with the starters. I could be wrong about that. Um, but I want to see both of those things. I think that gives you the most offensive versatility, obviously, where like the Nets were really trying to isolate Zach and get Mikel Bridges switched on or get Zach switched on to Mikel Bridges, which they did a couple times and it got them buckets. They also did that with Kobe. Um, you know, every other team basically that the Bulls have played against has has tried to target and isolate Kobe. And so unless you're giving, you know, if unless you're uh, creating more points on the other end than you are giving up on the defensive end, then you've got a problem. I think the, the Bulls offense has its best chance to function at its highest level with Kobe out there um, just because he can play off the ball. He can get downhill. Like, we, like I kind of talked about before, DeMar gets into the paint, but it's like to the elbow to get jump shots. Zach is like putting his head down, trying to draw fouls. Kobe, I think, has done a really good job of developing his, uh, his game where he really collapses the defense and looks to spray it out or dump it off to Vooch. So I think he does add value there, but I, you know the defense has been a problem too. And if you're just trading buckets, that was kind of the sentiment after the game from Billy. You're just trading buckets. It's hard to win games. You got to get stops. Could not get stops in that fourth quarter. They could not. And all needed was one. Continuously needed one. They couldn't do it. Um, Will, you were there up close, and you saw the court with your own two eyes or four, but you saw the court. Sir, what is your opinion? I did have to do a double. <laughs> what what was your opinion yeah, of the old Gramps look? All red bulls court that was had some people's retinas on fire. Yes, that is the one. Uh definitely had our retinas on fire. I actually it was not as bad as it, in person as I thought it was going to be. Um it also wasn't as distracting like I feel, I feel like a lot of these courts, like the players and like their shoes sometimes just like blend right in if they're like the right color. But the tone of this red was like so dark that it was, you know, you could still see everything that was going on. 
I'm sure it looked worse on camera just because like some of the clips that I was looking at, it just was kind of distracting. But in person, I did not think it looked quite as bad. It was the shining hallway for sure. Uh, Will, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate your time. Uh, make sure, Bulls fans, you are following Will on Twitter, Will underscore Gottlieb, and reading everything he writes, allchgo.com. He had a great uh, article that went out just before tonight's tip-off, chatting with Zach Levine about the NBA in-season tournament. Uh, look forward to Will's thoughts on tonight's game as well. Will, uh, we will see you tomorrow for the second night of the back-to-back, -back, yes? Away game. I'll be with you guys. Yes, That's sir. right, buddy. Late night. It's our guy, Willie Gottlieb. Have a great night, buddy, on the Goat Talk Hotline. Uh, all right, let's get to some super chats, and then let's send y'all on your merry way. I did, too, Alex. What What did you do, too? You love the court. Ah. I, like, it, it was, I shared the results of our poll that I put up on Twitter. It was, mm -hmm. like, 50% basically saying they liked it or loved it, and then 50% saying that they went blind. Yes, I also liked one person in the replies who said, I, can I get a voting option for I am blind, but I also liked it? <laughs> it's interesting. It was different. I didn't hate it as much as I thought that I would. Can't wait to see it in person. All right, Joe. That's a win for you. That's a win for the Bulls for you. That's true. Yeah, you didn't hate it as much as you thought you would. That's when true. they surprise me by not making me hate them as much as I think I will hate them. I guess that's a win. <laughs> All right. The TWW podcast. This game was everything I hate about this team. Seriously, my last game watching fully can't take it anymore. We'll only be watching y'all. Love hey, SCHGO. Bulls fans, Appreciate you have you. a right you. to watch or not watch this team. If yeah. you if this is your team, your ride or ride team, and they're and they are pissing you off to a level where you don't want to watch them play, that is your right. Just tune into us. We'll fill you, you we'll fill you in on what you missed. We got you. AK. AK. He's here like every night. So we love that. Always. Appreciate you. Fun AK. game to watch. Zach's B ball IQ skills. Oh, Zach's B ball IQ kills team momentum and spirit. Eerie feeling having Zach make decisions in crunch time. The math problem continues. 11 of 28 Bulls to 18 of 45 for the Nets on the three point range. 21 point advantage. Yuck. Hashtag floor is ceiling. Yeah, I'm gonna need to get out my brain there, AK, with the Zach thing. Uh, yeah. Literally have skills <laughs> that kills. Jelly Best, says Zach's basketball IQ. Well done. Jelly, my boy. Need to make it known. Big Jelly. parlay. Congratulations to hashtag Nostraspathis with the prophecy of TC first basket. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. Stay Spath tuned. Spathis with an eye and not we, a We find out moments before I think he knows. I think Craig <laughs> has get has gotten inserted into the starting lineup. I think it's a play on Nostra. And Joey throws a Tory Craig first field goal bet, and it hits. And it hits. Unreal. Cash money, too. Unbelievable. I mean, he just walked in the game. I'm proud of you. You have to listen. <laughs> Kidding. AK, thank you. He's going to lose With everything. 76 games to go and Bulls on a 30-plus win game trajectory, do you see AK and Mark Eversley pulling the plug on this squad by the trade deadline. Now, yes. we're, now we're getting into the real questions here. Man, I do. Dave says yes. Yeah, not I even do. a second, not even a second to think about that I one. I mean, I do. I we, think, I think. Sorry, Matt. Go. Well, I was just gonna say we've heard Vooch acknowledge that this season mm -hmm. is prove it or get out. Yep. Zach said something similar in that yep. interview with Vincent Goodwill that sure dropped do. this morning or or last night. Uh, this team and the people who are the most important people within this team are all aware 
that this is run it back part three. Mm-hmm. And if run it back part three does not go better than part one or run it back part two, you have to change something. Yeah. But AK's question of do I believe that if the Bulls are somewhere on a 30-some win trajectory heading into the trade deadline, that they will pull the plug? Right now, my cynical belief is no. Because they should have done it last year. Cynical, man. And they did it. We believe in our group. Let's double down. Let's get Pat Bev in here to come rile shit up. Let's go 14-9, and let's go to the play-in. That was fun, wasn't it? What, Actually, would was. not be shocked if we do it again. When is it time? A lot of fun. Shout out to y'all, DeRozan. When are we? When are we officially on watch for Billy? Like Billy, because hot I'm seat? I'm looking at the the upcoming schedule, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm see I I I'm envisioning. I think they're going down a, a dangerous path here. Oh, I agree. I I a dangerous that, path is for that. <laughs> you guys say see what I did? See what I did? bowling the plug on the squad by the trade deadline. I think I think the hot the seed is going to get real hot for Billy well, in, in the matter of weeks. And and that's uh, what I said to uh, shout out to our our friends uh, Lakina and Sid from uh, Tiger City Sports. I was doing a, a roundtable with them, uh, our guys uh, from the Bigs, doing like an NBA preview episode a few weeks back. And that's what I said. I was like, look, if any change is going to happen this season, because this ain't it. I would not be surprised if, despite all the glowing things we hear from the front office and ownership about how much they love Billy, and we know that the players love Billy, like love playing for Billy, great coach. Um, the Bulls, as an organization, have a track record of firing coaches. If they need a fall guy, it's the coach. On Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Twice. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Scott Skiles. Sorry, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. You're done. Vinny. Like... I can't remember what some some national NBA person was writing about how I, I actually I think it was in Vinny's column but like oh the Bulls they don't really like paying coaches to go away and I was like Vinny have you been away from Chicago so long that you forget <laughs> they definitely pay coaches like, to go away. you know Tibbs Fred Jim mm-hmm. they weren't all coaches who had like four years left on their deal yes but they all had time left on their contracts yes when they were fired yeah would not be shocked. If things go sideways, maybe the Bulls make some trades because they like the offers they get and they decide to genuinely start over. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just use Billy as a fall guy. Because, I mean, if, if they full-on blow this up, blow this up, fire Billy and trade away some of the biggest pieces of this roster, mm-hmm. then AK and Eversley, three years into the job, are officially on the clock. Oh, themselves. Yeah, no, question. no question. Gabriel brings no up question. the very real possibility that no they, they already secretly fired Billy over the summer. After they gave him an extension? So, yeah, but, but the secret inside extension. Oh, Maybe they you. secretly right. oh, fired him. Oh, joke about the secret extension you. and the secret fire. He's secretly been fired. He's just, you know, coaching. I, I understand. Well done, sir. We already I, got I, a couple. I think AK and Eversley as well. secretly know that this team ain't going anywhere. They just haven't addressed that yet. Uh, so Noah, Zach missed the shot because he rushed panic shot. Okay. Yes, thank you for the super chat. Already addressed that. To me, that was fourth or fifth on the list of things I had a problem with Zach doing in the fourth quarter. Mm. But it's on the list. <laughs> Ricky, P-Will off the bench moving forward. Uh, Seems yeah. like it. Yeah. Probably. Yes. Yeah, without question. Thank you for the super chat, Ricky. When you uh, have your best game of the season coming off the bench... You're gonna and, stay, and there. that's the thing. It's like, and like Will touched on it when he just joined us. I saw Mark K tweeting about it. Like, how do we get Pat to have that kind of like, oh, you benched me, right? 
well, damn it, I got to go out there and do something. How do we get him to play like that all the time? Why do we need to motivate and light a fire under his ass in the form of a benching mm. to get that kind of effort and performance out of him? Because it was definitely effort. You're an NBA player, damn it. You should play like that all the time. Who's up for a contract. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Thanks, bro. Ricky. Also, if you say the name Mark Jackson in my chat again, I'm coming for you. He loves you. Don't worry about it. The TWW podcast, you said they were done tuning in this season. He said, maybe I overreacted. Maybe I'm a meathead. Understandable. Again, understandable. You're in the right place, as you already know. You're in the right place. And then Jordan says, you and the Bulls shows, you and the Bulls show equals goat Bulls content creators. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Hey, tell your friends. Tell your friends. You You got friends that are Bulls fans. Tell, tell them about us. Hit the subscribe button. Helps us out a lot, honestly. Word of mouth helps us grow. True. Hit the like button. True hit the story. subscribe. Tell These your are, friends to come hang out with us at our CSU Bulls Takeover. There's a reason 17. we ask. Bulls magic. Going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, truly. It's, uh, you know, we, uh, we all probably feel a little bit differently about where the Bulls are right now. Two and four record, <sighs> six games in. Saw Billy make a bold change tonight. He did. Bulls had a, a good fight tonight, a winnable yeah. game. They come up a little bit short. And uh, but then there's tomorrow. The, <laughs> the, like, the Bulls team plane is probably taking off any minute now. Yeah, yeah. To go to Denver. Yeah. And, okay, so here's, here's the really gross part. The Nuggets started 4-0. Yeah. And in their first four games of the season, trailed – for a grand total of four minutes and change. Correct. Spanning four games. Correct. Look every bit like the defending champions. Correct. And the title favorites again this season. They do. They are coming off of their stinker, their first stinker game. They took a gross loss the mm-hmm. other night. And now we have to go play them on their home floor when they're going to come out pissed off that they played like crap on Wednesday. Well, actually, they're... they're- uh, trouncing the Mavericks right now. Oh, they're playing tonight too. Yeah, they're okay. up uh, seventy fifty five at the half right now. Okay, so well, they're taking some of that anger out. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking that we were going to be their first game. Yeah, no, after no, that no, L. no, no. They're being okay. fed right that now. That makes me feel yeah. better. Yeah, they're being. So fed. we're both on the second night of back to back. Correct, correct, correct. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. I don't know what the spread is. Yeah, good point here, actually. By Clem, he says one hat throw only disappointed. Sean, yeah, that is one hat throw. There's two, but Sean set the uh, over under. Courtesy of CHO Betts Daily at nine and a half. Ooh, nine and a half. We ended only two. To to uh, you know, to Sean's credit, you told me after our show Wednesday that I was averaging nine hat throws a game. (laughs) Yes, you did say that. This is true. So you will be low average today, yes, sir. But we are at a whopping total. Uh, Anyone to guess? We are at a whopping total of two, three. 51 on the young oh, season. Total, total. Mm. Yeah, okay. See, I think you should deliver these numbers like 20 games in. I don't want this in his head. Okay. I don't need this stuff in his head. That's man. fair enough. He's got enough hate. He's had the room for these kind of things right here. I need him clear and focused on tossing that hat and not trying to hold anything back. Like, maybe I'm tossing too many. No, man. More hats. Uh, and send us hats. We need more hats for Matt. Matt needs more hats to throw. If your kids have grown out of them, don't need them anymore. Wash them first. And <laughs> send them right on in, please. We appreciate them very, very much. Oh, my goodness. That was very kind of y'all. Yeah. Alex, in the comments, Matt is in a good mood today. You know, I am in a good mood today. That's it good. was a fun night at the office. Yeah. Hanging out with my crew. 
my guy. It was an entertaining night. We got to see what the whole NBA in-season tournament vibes are about. Mm -hmm. And, again, I have, for the time being, emotionally removed myself. I love, I'm healthier. I love the visual. I'm a healthier individual. <laughs> yeah. This this crazy little inner tormented Bulls fan, Matt, that lives right down here somewhere. Yeah, he took him. In the subcockle area. Put him right here. Just put it on the side. Put him right there to the side. Uh, thank y'all for joining us for tonight's post game. We enjoy interacting with y'all. We appreciate you for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out if you haven't done so yet. As our guy Joey said, it helps us out a lot. A lot. Uh, tell your friends, your fellow Bulls fans about us. And your parents. Tell them to tune in. CHGO, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And we will be back tomorrow. Second night of back-to-back -back Bulls Nuggets, pregame 7.30, yeah. tip-off 8 Central Time out there in the mountains. For our guy Will to Go Gottlieb from the UC tonight, our pal producer Joey Spathis, George Big Day Bow, BWL Sports, bah. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We love and appreciate y'all, Bulls Nation. Very much. We will see you tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your Friday night. Have a great start to your Saturday. See you, Red. Be good. Peace. Walk, 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 walk. We all city like the mayor. 